Hello, mate. Hope you're well. Just because we haven't got a guest this week, I thought we might try something a little bit different. Wondered if you fancied the Arsenal-Newcastle game. Uh, We can go back to a proper show next time, but wondered what you thought. Let me know. Cheers. Jimbo, how are you doing? Just picked up your message about the Arsenal-Newcastle game at the weekend. Sounds like a fantastic idea. Do you really think we'll be able to get away with recording a podcast in the stadium? Why not? Let's give it a go. A couple of drinks, a bit of do more good chat, and my good friend Jimbo. What more can we ask for? Hopefully see you then. We keep missing each other today, don't we? I reckon we can get away with it. It's nice and quiet at the library anyway, so no crowd noise to contend with. I'll send you the details, and we'll meet a guy called Roops with the tickets. See you Sunday. been thinking about this weekend james do you think i can get away with singing tune tune black and white army tune tune black and white army in the arsenal end well let's give it a go welcome to season four of the do more good podcast you're listening to the do more good podcast the do more good podcast uh, welcome to do more good podcast. Do more good. Do good. Do more. Do more good podcast. Do more good podcast. That's what you want me to say. Yeah, you okay. You're listening to the Do More Good podcast. Live from a cafe in central London, this is your 14th favourite social good show, the Do More Good podcast. Always room for improvement, Jimbo. Here we are, James. Episode number 15 of the Do More Good podcast. How are you doing? Okay, I'm good. I'm excited. I'm also a little bit nervous. As you might be able to tell, we're in a pub full of people. We are. It's very busy in here, isn't it? We're off to the Arsenal-Newcastle game. <laughs> we're off to the Arsenal-Newcastle game today. Bit of a grudge match on the Do More Good podcast. There we'll is. See, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, look, really looking forward to today's game. Expecting big performances from both sides. Level in the, level in the league on points. Play the same amount of games. Let's see who really wants it today. But I feel Newcastle have got it in the bag. We'll see how that pans out, you know. But we were, we were desperately trying to tag this one round to fundraising in football and trying to make a bit of a link for a day out for us. Yeah, we'll get there, won't we? I think what we're going to do is we'll, we'll have a little chat now. We'll talk about how... The game today represents fundraising and see where that goes. Yeah, well, I was on the train on the way up drawing down my kind of fantasy fundraising 11. Okay. All right. But yeah, actually, you prompted this because you said finance at the back, financing goal. Finance finance at the back. Keep, keep it safe at the back. Yeah, I think we'll go there. What you, what you got in defence? Okay, so um, central, central defence, I have got senior leadership team. They're kind of feeding back to the goalkeeper, keeping an eye on what's going on, directing play from the back, not taking the glory. Okay, well, I'd put the senior leadership team on the sidelines, to be honest. Okay. I'd put them in as the manager, exec, you know, maybe sporting director, that type of level. My centre-backs, for me, in terms of, you know, keeping it safe at the back, 
holding strong, pushing up when you need to attack, but also retreating and being prepared for anything coming. It's the comms team. Nice. Well, I've got, I've got comms. I've kind of got marketing and fundraising ops as wing backs. They're kind of bringing the ball out of defence, playing it forward, keeping everybody involved, pushing forward when they need to, but just kind of keeping everything moving. Okay. Keeping everything moving. I like that. And come on then, what about the strike force? Well, let's move. Let's move. Central midfield. Okay. Workhorses of the team. I've got regular giving, I've got the IG team in there, just keeping the numbers coming through. They're, do, they're keeping everything ticking over, doing a solid job. No, they in are, In the middle yeah. of the park. Yeah, keeping there it ticking over. Not like on the wing. What you got on the wing? Got, oh, yeah, so my, my kind of IG team, they got Puma Kings. Okay. Black and white boots. Okay. No messing around. Okay. On the wing, you've got your corporate team and your high values. High values, ponytails, pink boots. They're not after. They're not after your day today. They're only going for the audacious. You have got them on both wings. I've got them on either side. So I've got corporate on one side. I've got high value. Oh! We're uh, just to just to paint a picture. We are also watching the the Tottenham Villa game on the screen with a partisan crowd. I think so it's come on, back to, back to the conversation. Right. So up front, I have got up front for me. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Hit me with it. Receptionist. Because oh. every good organisation needs a good front person. A good front person that actually represents the charity can make sure everyone who comes to that organisation sees what they mean, live, every day. A good front person for a charity, for me, is fundamental. So I, I had up front, I had the big man up front was Legacies. Just banging them in, 30 goals a season. Every month, management accounts are looking strong, and I was looking for kind of the, the, somebody to play off them. Okay. So maybe that's where the receptionist comes in. Yeah, I like that. All right, I can All take right. that. Legacy they're, they're bringing in, you know, serious big money. We haven't year. talked about the event teams though, or the the sporting I, event teams. Yeah. So I saw my kind of challenge and, and, and community team, central midfield. Everyone expects them to be able to do everything. You're all over the place. You're hosting a dinner on one night. You're crossing a ball in the next like night. A, you're like a Czech Teote. Yeah. So anyway, let's just get your prediction. While we're on the topic of Arsenal, what, what are you going for today? I reckon a solid 4-0 win. <laughs> <laughs> anything a less solid, would be a, a, a solid 4-0 win. Anything okay. less would be a, somewhat of a disappointment to the Emirates well, crowd. We'll see what happens. Which will be difficult to tell from the Emirates crowd. We should, we should bring uh, Roops in now at this point. Roops. Roops is here, he's, he's sitting there quietly supping his pint. Yeah. Roops, what do you reckon in terms of the score prediction for today? I'm going to go slightly more conservative than that, at a 2 0. I'm two thinking nil. we're going to solve our scoring problems today. They've had two weeks in Dubai, they worked out how to shoot again. So I'm feeling that we always, we always get the points against Newcastle, so I'm feeling that this will be a similar result. A couple of goals from the receptionist today should see us through. Lovely stuff. How's your week been? Yeah, good. I'm trying to think what's been going on this week. What day are we had on? Had a big what's birthday Sunday? this week. Had a big birthday, so it was my wife's 40th. That was really, really good. Had just some nice time. Got some time coming time away in the next couple of weeks. Football was all cancelled. Obviously, the wind's been playing turmoil, hasn't it, the last few, day, few days? Storm, Storm Dennis. Storm Dennis. But I think some big news this week was seeing that the uh, Institute of Fundraising got their chartered status from the, or their royal stamp of approval which was really good to see. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who work quite tirelessly to professionalise and, and represent the fundraising sector, and it's great to get that acknowledgement, and, uh, yeah, really pleased to see that. Yeah, a big shout-out to pre previous guest Peter Lewis. Yeah, Well absolutely. done, great work on that. Yeah, no, what about you? And we often talk about people 
We always ask the question about how did you get into fundraising. No one ever did that as a first choice, it seems. So maybe that's the beginning of the change there. In a few years' time, people will actually see fundraising as a, as a proper career coming through as a chart status. So that'd be good. Yeah, um, I think, I think there's, obvious, there's obvious benefits to it, isn't there? I also think that the fundraising sector as a whole is, is bloody booming. And, it's, and it's, it's so vast, though. It's huge, right? And so I'm just hoping that actually with this chartered status they can start helping more people on the fringes because I think there's a lot of fundraisers out there who don't get any support at the moment that operate on their own, are volunteers. I mean, you just have to hear that guy that we, we heard at the event managers conference the other day where he was talking like he was from grassroots fundraising day after day after day. And as a single individual, that's quite difficult. And so hopefully that this status helps support more people like that. Yeah, nice. All right, good stuff. Well, talking to Storm Dennis, Dennis Burkham against Newcastle. What was that, 2006? Oh, glorious goal. Favourite goals against Arsenal? You got any, got any favourites? Any goal against Arsenal? <laughs> well, I remember Czech, Czech Teote knocking one in again. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that was, was that four all. Was that, four that was the four all, I think. Uh, good stuff. Well, it's nearly time for kickoff, so let's drag groups down there, head down to the ground. Roops, put that. How many's he had, Roops? Oh, he's had a few. It's, you know what he's like. Sunday afternoon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get down there. All right. So we're just walking down to the ground, and we thought we'd ask uh, Roops and James why they support Arsenal and. You know, obviously they're probably born in the streets around the ground, of course, but no, what's your story, Jimbo? Well, I'd like to say that uh, my gran works at the Woolwich Arsenal, which is where the the club originally started, Square Dial FC. Um, But actually it was Jimmy Connors, not the tennis player, but the the bully in my school who pinned me up against the wall one day and said, what football team do you support? And I said, what football team do you support, Jimmy? And he said, I support Arsenal. I said, bloody hell, so do I. What are the chances? What are the chances of that? So do I. Everyone in my school supported Arsenal because he just he would have beaten everybody else. Because Jimmy Connors. Because Jimmy Connors. Yeah. Good lad. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Connors, if you're listening, if you'd like to just dial into next week's show, it would be, uh, we'll be, it'll be a pleasure to interview you and, and, and reminisce about that time you held Jimbo up. Cheers, Jimmy. So, here we are, Jimbo. We're in the game. Four minutes in. Four minutes in. Nil-nil. Newcastle just attacking down the left wing. Oh, puts it across. Absolutely nothing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst thing that could happen to us today is a nil-nil draw, right? That would be a disaster. Yeah, great build-up. Nothing up front. But actually, I'm not sure if they could hear the build-up. <laughs> we were doing quite a loud pub, weren't we? It was, it was, it was a lot quite, going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure people will, will, will be able to hear that. But here we are, glorious day in North London. I've had a little thought since our last conversation about what we talked about, the goalkeeper. We put the goalkeeper as finance in a, in a typical charity. But actually, on reflection, I think actually the goalkeeper might be the CEO. Because, and here's my rationale. All right. I think the CEO backs up everything the organisation does. It lets people go out there and play. It organises from the back. It a good leader doesn't necessarily have to be stood up front banging all the goals in. A good leader can be anywhere on the pitch and I think uh, goalkeeper is as good a role for a CEO as any. Oh, that's, a, that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Not well, necessarily uh, taking the glory, occasionally saving the old penalty. Yeah. But yeah, good point. 
So uh, Arsenal looking. Arsenal uh, streaming forward. Oh, now. here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh. Here we go. It's Pepe. He's got. He's got the ball at his feet. What has he got? Oh, a little, little flick inside. Rolls it into Zaka. Zaka plays it out to the left-hand side of Bamiyang. He's got it, and he's coming inside. Oh, he puts it across oh, with his left foot. Oh, and it's too deep. That'll shocker do. of a cross yeah, there. shocker of a cross. Hasn't got no, no end product. If you that, were a commentator, which commentator would you be? Got to be Marty, hasn't it? You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've all grown up listening to Marty. Well, some of us have. I'd be, I'd be like Keon. I'd be Keon, totally partisan. I know. Absolutely is... on one side. <laughs> right, catch you in a minute. All right. So Jimbo, we're uh, 14 minutes into the game. It's uh, slow going so far, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not quite the goal fest that we'd hoped it would be. But uh, it's building up a tat- tactical masterclass coming up. So I just wanted to ask you a question. If we're going on football analogies for today, and we're talking about, you know, we both acknowledge that the manager of a team is is the figurehead in a lot of situations. Who's the best manager that you've had, and what was it about them that made them the best manager? Wow, that's an interesting one because you get lots of different uh, management styles in football and you probably get the same in, in fundraising as well for me it would always be someone that builds confidence within the team it's very positive throughout the team so maybe not your Alex Ferguson yeah. style maybe not your Mourinho that's going to call out the people that make mistakes and make them scared oh, oh. obviously nailed on chance there for the Arsenal calm down uh, yeah <laughs> so we catch that there so for me, best managers have always been the ones that have just uh, inspired support and, and, and confidence in their teams. That's, that's what I've Good answer. For me, I think, thinking about the best managers that I've had, I think you can take good things from every manager that you've had. There's some that have you know, just given me the complete freedom to kind of go and, and do what I like. There's others that have given me direction when I've needed it. There's some that have spotted my weaknesses and said, look, this is where you need to work on. These others that have said, you know, you need to think about what you want and actually coach me to, to be better and to do more. So I guess like a football player, right? You know, they must work through a number of managers through their career. And I'm sure each one of them gives them, gives them something. But I guess ultimately the question is about who's that special one? Who's that one that's given you most? And you can, it's you, a, you're asking me to pick my favourite manager. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to go with my current manager. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, ex- yeah. Unbelievable. Exactly. Yeah, we'll both go for that. We'll both go for that. Yeah. Oof. So, okay, 35 minutes in. I've got a question for you around uh, ambition. All right. So, as football, footballer versus fundraiser, okay, so do you go, you've got, you're a good fundraiser. Do you go for the, the, the big charity to try and make your name a, a big organisation? Does that show ambition? Or do you take a smaller charity and Ooh. try and achieve more with a smaller charity? I think from my limited... Oh. 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 First shot on target there from Arsenal, 35 <laughs> minutes in. Um, I think from my limited experience, and I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting here that I'm the most experienced fundraiser. I spent my career at one charity and have now... You know, moved into a role that still works with charities. So I, I don't think I'm, you know, you're... I'm deliberately putting you on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think what I would say is that from my experience in speaking with people in the sector is that it's important to have both attributes. It's important to actually have 
been on the coal face, been potentially a solo fundraiser, you know, worked at a small charity, worked at a hospice potentially, you know, actually got some of those grounding skills that make you a generalist, you know, because you have to cover everything. And then you get the opportunity that if you go to a larger charity to be more specialist in your fundraising discipline. And I don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer to your question, James. I think everything and everybody makes decisions because of their own personal reasons. And I think both have as much of a benefit as others. But Equally valid. Ultimately, yeah. Ultimately, I guess being in more places, I think personally, is going to give you more benefit. So moving career, moving job every couple of years, I can see having a benefit especially during your early career. Your big money agent would say the same, wouldn't they? They get the, they get the signing on fee for every one of your, your moves, that's all good. Well, when Real Madrid come knocking, you've got to, you know, you've got, you've got, to, you've got to take the moolah. <laughs> right, see you at half-time. On top of the 20 minutes, but, yeah. you know, we're still on dangerous on the break. I think yeah, I'm on the half break. Half-time at the Arsenal. You have been recently. Mm-hmm. No. on holiday. But, you know, Arsenal have looked the brighter team. That's not to say that Newcastle haven't played well at, at times. Obviously, obviously they, they, they're kicking towards us in the second half. That's the time to score in front of us, isn't it? The way you can thoroughly enjoy it. In terms of the, the laws of karma, you're going to score right in front of us. Right, right and if I'm... Oh, right, we're missing something here. Something's happened. He's just skied one from I about think, I think Pepe's missed one from three yards. So, well, let's see how it goes. So whilst Kenneth is off getting the drinks in, I'll just remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Do More Good Pod, or take a look at the website domoregood.uk, which is where you can sign up for the Do More Good newsletter. A reminder about new episodes, news on our latest plans, and perhaps some VIP content. Now, I'm a big fan of the like, whereas Kenneth is more of a retweet kind of guy. Either way, we'd love to hear from you with thoughts, suggestions, reviews, or just to let us know you got home okay. Anyway. He's on his way back now. Ceballos for Pepe. He's got two players on him as he clips it in deep towards Aubameyang. Gets the header and scores the goal. Precision cross. Perfect header. And an Arsenal goal which puts them in front. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are nothing if not authentic on the Do More Good podcast. There I was, uh, disappeared off to, to finish the drink and go, uh, go to the toilet and a uh, massive cheer went up. Turns out Arsenal 1-0 up. I can't get Kenneth's reaction, we'll get it in a second, but to miss the main moment of the game, terrible. Oh, lovely play by the youngster. Square ball, fired in by Pepe. Provider becomes goal scorer. Less than three minutes after Arsenal go in front, Nicola Pepe strikes. <laughs> it's 2-0. We're running back down the steps now to catch up with Kenneth. Let's see how he feels about things. So, uh, so Kenneth, so, uh, who are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's right. Newcastle are now 2-0 down. It's uh, about five minutes into the second half. And we're getting absolutely annihilated. Oh, I was just saying, I was in the toilets, heard a big cheer go up, and I, I, I figured we were one nil up. So then came out, was watching the TV, watched the second goal go in. Yeah, it was a, it was a good goal. Pepe with his left foot from the outside of the box, just slotted it into that bottom left-hand corner. Um, 
No, it's, I can't say it's not what Arsenal deserve, to be honest. Well, at least they're singing. At last they're singing. I was nearly jumping off my seat for that one, Jimbo. <laughs> that was close. That would have put us right back in the game. Oh, you had your eyes closed and everything. No. That was. That I was, was like, oh, close. Oh, that's good. That's deep to the back post. Oh, David Luiz with a header away. So Maxwell picks it up on the outside of the box. Oh, goes past one. Goes past two. Oh, no. oh, oh he's lost it. <laughs> I'd say Newcastle have literally just put one two metres wide of the post there. Great shot. Two, two, you say two metres, I think it was more like 35. It, it, it dribbled towards the uh, goal line. <laughs> um, that just, just raised a good point that actually I wanted to ask you about today, which is something that's just, I thought it'd be good to discuss, was the fact, how is it possible for people to move between so many fundraising jobs and find that same passion in each one of those organisations? And I don't mean that in a derogatory way I know that people have to move on and because of their careers and you know they try different things oh that is definitely a free kick oh, yes come never, on never never referee referee um, I know people have to move on in their careers but you also hear that people do move on quite frequently yeah. and, and, and people and, and, and so my question to you James is how do you think people find the passion for each one of those causes if they've had five, six different jobs. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, there are certain people who have a, a huge passion but for one particular cause and, and good for them and they'll, they'll work their way through one particular charity and just are, are very passionate about supporting that charity. And there are others who just essentially want to do good in the, in the more general sense. And, and I don't have a massive problem with people ha- having careers that, that move throughout charities. I've, I've sort of done that a little bit, although I've found my, my niche within one. Newcastle just went really close there. Just, I have no problem with people moving around between different organisations. I think it, you know, you've got to you've got to look at ultimately what's best for you, and you know how you're going to develop your skills and your experience. And it's a bit like a big money signing for another uh, for another charity that somebody brings you in. Uh, you're looking at kind of Matt Latissier. If he had moved somewhere else, you think right. Well, you've got to replicate the passion that you had for Southampton somewhere else, and that's that's tough. So I, the on you. I heard you were to Sue Ryder what Joe Linton is to Newcastle. <laughs> Four, <laughs> 40 million quid, you know, an absolute couldn't hit a barn door. Yeah, there were, there were a couple of big money deals. <laughs> I think we were, talking about, we were talking about 40p rather than 40 million. Oh, 40p, absolutely. But you're doing well with your fundraising, though. Oh, here oh. we go. Oh. No. Oh, yet again. Oh, 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 skim the bar there. Mate, it was about three metres away. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, you've started fundraising yourself this week. How's that going? Well, a little bit of support from you, pushing things out through the Do More Good channels. Um, we've That's what I'll get within a week. That's, That's what we're lovely. here for. Lovely to see. Thank you very much to our supporters there. Yeah, yeah good work, mate. Good work. Right, good luck with that. Let's go, let's watch this game. Alright. <laughs> 
most exciting things happened so far in this game. Go on the pitch. I thought he did very well, actually. He managed he to stay did, out mate, of the clutches. I think that's a good start for quite that, a while. That guy, that guy was that one superstar fundraiser that you just get, comes into your organisation, picks up the ball early in his off and just runs with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he just, he just went for it, that lad. Yeah. No, he, rules, you know, no rules. I no just rules. I do things my way. He just took his opportunity yeah. and he that really delivered. Yeah, I felt like the crowd reaction to him wasn't brilliant till he, until he evaded the capture of about three stewards. And all then they he were, needed then to then do, they were behind him. if he'd finished it off with the windmill, we'd have all been happy. <laughs> I think when one of them fell over, that was the best bit, I think. Yeah, a steward <laughs> falling over is always going to get the crowd on side, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's being subbed on now, the lad. <laughs> he's got more pace than most of them. Kenneth, one of, one of the posts there, one of the posts. Mate, the that, post. that, that was a great shot from St. Maximan on the end of the edge of the box. Hit the post. I mean, what can we say? You know, we're all over this game. 2-0 does not reflect the performance. Sometimes your campaigns just don't quite hit the mark. Well, that's right, isn't it, James? You know, you can put the best performance out there. You can have all the preparation. You can have all the meetings, yeah. the, you know, the team meetings, the strategy. The, but, you know. Sometimes it hits the post. Exactly. So Jimbo, we're at about 85 minutes, it's still 2-0. How are you enjoying the game? I'm not sure about you, but I'm quite disappointed we're only 2-0 up. Well, uh, alright. Oh God. I didn't realise this was going to be the Newcastle United kicking show. <laughs> oh! Nearly a goal back for, for Newcastle. Um, it's been fine, it's not been, the, it's not been the greatest game of all time, has it? But okay. we've enjoyed ourselves, we've had so, a good time. So here's a fundraising related football question. Here we go. Oh! Arsenal through. Oh! Oh! The, uh, he's just come on. Lacazette's just come on. He uh, seems to have missed a chance right in front of the goal there. But you had a question. You had a question. Football-related fundraising question. What role in a charity is the ball? It's the ball. That's an interesting one. Is that, the atten- is that the attention of the board that is, uh, that is passed around? And it, and it, occasionally it's with you, occasionally it's with somebody else, but you still need to be doing your job elsewhere. Make sure you're in the right position. I like that. Um, I don't know. What, what, did you have an answer for that one? No, or are you no, just throwing I'm that just one at me? It out there, but um, I, like what you've, I like what you've done there because I think you're right. Occasionally the spotlight is on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but everybody needs to play their role, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you've done well there. Thanks, thanks. Well, it's taken us still 50 episodes and I've said something sensible. <laughs> what was it you said to me earlier? Someone came and spoke to you and said, oh, I've heard your podcast. <laughs> so they, they said, do you, do you play characters in the role? And have you agreed those? And I said, no, not really. He said, but Kenneth talks a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, anonymous anonymous commentator. Anonymous to, uh, oh, we we, to the we welcome that though. Give it, give us, give us more. Of that. You love that bit. You love feedback like that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can, you can you can carry on. <laughs> Eighty-seven minutes. It's not looking good for the tone, is it? No, yeah, it's not. I'm, happy, I'm just looking forward to that beer afterwards. And, uh, yeah, a bit of, oh, oh, we love you. We love you, we love you oh. too, too. That word, I mean. <laughs> we'll see you in the pub afterwards. A bit of a recap. Look at the space ahead of Mesut Ozil. He's got options as well. One of them is Pepe. Can he get on his left foot? He might not need to. Lacazette turns. Ozil shoots. Dubravka cannot keep it out. <laughs> oh. 
Kenneth, Kenneth has disappeared from the ground. He's had enough, and uh, Arsenal got their third goal. A, a mistake from the goalkeeper. I think it would be a generous way of putting it. That's you back to some good form at that, on that game. I think we're, we're up to 10th, aren't we? We're, we're yeah. up to 10th. Yeah. Yeah. Think of that, Jimbo. You got it right. 4 0 defeat. Newcastle were terrible. Arsenal were pretty good. We, we, uh, we're now back in the pub. We've had a little wander back from the ground. We've had a chance to reflect. Maybe run an evaluation of the latest campaign. I can't believe I got it right. I wasn't really actually expecting to get it right, but yeah. Well, that's been the story of your career, hasn't it? Basically. <laughs> Lucky punt. No, I think there's a lot you can do. From a Newcastle perspective, look, we got beat badly today, 4-0. We're mid-table mediocrity. But you take it back, you regroup, and you go again. And, you know, that's what most football teams do. That's what most fundraising teams do. Is Not everything is going to be a success. Not every, every match is going to be a win. But actually, when you reflect on that and think about a professional situation... It is hard to keep going at a certain level. Like There is only certain teams that can perform at that level. And you shouldn't be too hard on yourself if you're not at that point at this, at this moment. You shouldn't be... You should take the little victories. Like You should take today as a victory and then you know, get back and look at tomorrow. How can we improve? How can we move on? How can we get better? And I think that's... Uh, Something we can all, a lesson we can all learn for, for everyday life. Yeah, Ilana Jackman was talking about it on her episode around how uh, between, I think it was it 98 and 2006, NSPCC was the place you wanted to be. That, that was where everyone, you know, the, the talent was going to. Arsenal on that place. Oh, no, but, but <laughs> that's exactly it. But if you have got a bit of momentum, so use that to your advantage and attract talent from that. You know, these are the these are the campaigns that we've recently run. This is what we've done recently. Come and join us and, and make the next ones and make, make yeah. the most of those. Absolutely. And also, I would say is that when you've had a good day or you've had a good game, how can you share that? Can you put out a blog post? Can you put something out on social media? Can you talk a little bit about it at a conference or you know? And don't be afraid to share your success as well as your failures. Every industry needs more people to stand up and show how how great an industry yeah, it is. So, so we've got some interesting plans the next few weeks. Thank you to everyone who's reached out to us, contacted us, emailed us, followed us. 
um, signed up to the newsletter. We really appreciate it. Please do continue if you've got suggestions for great guests or individuals that you think would you know, like to come on the show. Please do email us at contact at domoregood.uk. We, we try to respond to everyone. And yeah, let's. we can probably leave it there. Time for a beer, isn't it? Yeah, we'll have a commiserations or celebration pints and we'll, we'll carry on. So we've got, a big, we've got a big shout out to Roops who got us the tickets for today. Thank you very much for, for sharing the tickets. Um, it, feels like, it feels like it's only right that we share the big three questions from today's episode with you. Right, okay. There are some people who say they haven't prepared for them and they clearly have. You have absolutely no idea that we even had a podcast, let alone the questions. <laughs> the that, that's quite so, an accurate description, yes. So here we go. We're going to hit you with the big three. Kenneth, will you give him the first? Yeah. One? Right, Roops. If you could transport yourself back in time to meet your 20-year-old self, what piece of advice would you give and why? Cut your hair. I would say that that's fairly true now as well. Question number two. If you had a, um, a life hack or a productivity tool that you could share with our listeners, something you do day-to-day when running a global architecture company, what would you, what would you say to people? You've got to have a very good to-do list, really. To-do list? Yeah, that's, that's it. But it, it, it. You're expecting something very more complex than that, but sometimes that's all it is. That's all it is. And do you scribble that to-do list in a, in a moleskin notebook with a, with a feather quill, or um, do you do that on an online tool? No, I use the most basic uh, black and red book, and I pretty much write the same to-do list I've written the day before, every day. I know how that feels. As a podcast that focuses on people that do more good, who's the one person that you have met that you have seen do more good for others and you would like to shout out? That's a big one. That's a big one. I'll say my mum. I say, I mean, that's, that's a big shout. But I mean, she retired, and but she carried on working for the specific political party that she chose to support, and is now seventy and works more hours than I do Brilliant. to support him. Shout out to Mrs. Buxton. Shout out to Mrs. Buxton. Go. That's a go. nice note to wrap it up. Let's see you next week, guys. Groups, thank you, Jimbo. Thanks, thank mate. you. Nice one. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers guys. guys. So James just wrapped up another fantastic episode, if I don't say so myself. How did you find it? It's all right, wasn't it? <laughs> if anyone wants to kind of follow up and actually enjoy this thing, where can they find us? Well, we're on Twitter, Kenneth, at Do More Good Pod. Instagram, at Do More Good Pod. Have we gone multi-channel and even gone to YouTube? We have, but you can find all those videos on the website, domoregood.uk. And if you want to contact us by email, please use contact at domoregood.uk. You were good. You You were better. (laughs)